a Chinese grandpa ran an entire marathon while smoking cigarettes. HelloFresh is accused of using monkey labor for their coconut milk. And a scuba diver in California was rescued by three mermaids. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a dude inside a closet. <laughs> Goals, guys. Goals. A chain-smoking grandfather completed an entire marathon all while smoking cigarettes. I guess you could call him a lung-distance runner. <laughs> hey, how about that, right? That's a good one. Oh, this story is going to be filled with puns. I'm just warning you. You might want to shut it off if you can't handle it. <laughs> but you might want to stick around. Let's find out what the secret is. This man is obviously a specimen of amazing health if he can smoke and run an entire marathon. What is the secret, man? It says here he puff puff passed the other marathoners in this smoking run. Yeah, puff puff passed. The writer of this article also on top of the puns. It says here a Chinese grandfather redefined smoking the competition after he ran an entire marathon in just three and a half hours, all while puffing away on cigarettes. Images of the chain-smoking athlete are lighting up Weibo. Get it? Lighting it up. Oh, my goodness. The, the puns are awful in this. Weibo, by the way, is the Chinese social media platform, in case you didn't know. Fans all over the world are praising Grandpa's respiratory fortitude. Um, I would love to know if he stopped running to light up. That's what I... I mean, there's... I assume he did, right? Which probably held him back. Maybe he would have won this if he just had a vape and he never had to stop. Uh, because you can't, I assume, light a cigarette while you're running, you know, because you're creating wind, and that's just going to make it difficult. You got to pull over, light, and then go. I'd like to know how many cigarettes he smoked in 26.2 miles. He's 50 years old. He's known as Mr. Uncle Chen. Uh, Mr. Uncle Chen accomplished this breathtaking feat at the Xian'anjiang Marathon in Jiandi. Jiandi. I think I'm butchering all these names. I apologize. I'm doing the best I can here. Public school, guys. Public school. He ran the entire 26.2 miles while either smoking or lighting up a cigarette, according to the media. Now, smoking might seem like it would be at odds with long-distance running. Yes, of course, because uh, the only people that I know that can run an entire marathon uh, do not smoke cigarettes regularly. However, this tobacco-loving grandfather reportedly managed to complete the event in an impressive three hours, 28 minutes, which is a pretty good marathon time, according to the Marathon Handbook. I don't even realize there was a handbook for marathons. I've never looked at it because I think running marathons is a silly way to spend your life, um, and I just can't get on board with that. As a result, it says here, Uncle Chen placed 574th, out of about 1,500 runners, as seen in a certified post on Weibo. Uh, so he was in the bottom third, approximately. But those other guys, and well, whoever ran, guys, ladies, whatever they identify as, uh, I assume they weren't smoking. Is there a separate marathon for smokers? We should have a marathon for people that have like really bad health habits. See who would win. You know, you got a smoker running against a junkie, running against a, I don't know, someone who's... Uh, <laughs> What's a terrible habit? Uh, someone who can't stop touching themselves, and so they're touching themselves the whole race. I'm just throwing out bad ideas, guys, as per usual. Feel free to run with any of them. Get it? Run with it? Okay. 
Meanwhile, images show the marathon runner sprinting along with a cigarette dangling from his mouth like a health-conscious Edward R. Murrow. Needless to say, social media fans were very impressed that he actually managed to finish the race while smoking cigarettes. And in addition to that, he finished the race without running out of cigarettes. Other people accused him, though, of harming other competitors with secondhand smoke. Oh, no. There's always a scandal, right? (laughs) Although I'd imagine if you were running behind him and you got hit in the face with a waft of cigarette smoke, that would be none too pleasant, right? It might throw you off your game. You don't expect that at all (laughs) to be hit in the face with a cloud of tobacco smoke. Oh, man. This gives me an idea. What if you, could, if you ran a whole marathon while smoking a hookah? That'd be pretty cool. It says here, this isn't Mr. Uncle Chen's first rodeo. In 2018, the cigarette-loving marathon grandpa finished the Guangzhou Marathon in three hours and 36 minutes. He also completed the 2019 Jamin Marathon in three hours and 32 minutes, proving that not only is smoking not hindering his amazing performance, but it may actually be improving it. Now, obviously online, some people were pretty frustrated that this gentleman was allowed to smoke while running the marathon. They questioned whether this was legitimate and if it was even permitted in the marathon. And it says here in the article that uh, there are no rules that state runners cannot smoke while competing in the marathon, at least the marathons in China, which is, you know, if you know anything about China, it's a, it was a big time smoking country from my understanding. Uh, Now it says here, Grandpa Chen happens to be what's called an ultra-marathoner. I have no idea what that means. It sounds pretty badass, though. You should add smoking to the beginning of that. He's a smoking ultra-marathoner. He was not shooting for a Guinness World Record for the fastest marathon while chain-smoking. There isn't any previous record in place for that. Well, you got to give it to him, man. Put it right up there with the the guy who can drink a pint of vodka while finishing a marathon, you know? (laughs) Or the other guy smoking a crack pipe over the finish line. That guy. Like I said, we should have a marathon of all of these people in their habits. You know, <laughs> it would be wild, man. <laughs> Hello Fresh is being accused of using monkey labor for their coconut milk. Oh, they got some monkey slaves? That's horrible. I hope this isn't true. You can't use these monkeys for their labor. Although it is a lot better than the five-year-olds making sneakers in some of these places. So we've heard. You know, that's terrible. But let's find out if the monkeys are also being exploited. Can't have that. HelloFresh uses coconut milk obtained from monkey labor in Thailand. That's according to the allegations from you-know-who. The people for the ethical treatment of animals, also known as PETA. Also known as a pretty useless organization, in my opinion. PETA is calling for a boycott of this meal delivery service, HelloFresh. They are claiming the following. The monkeys are chained, whipped, beaten, and forced to spend long hours picking those coconuts. (gasps) They claim that there's animal abuse in 57 total operations in nine provinces in Thailand. (gasps) This is some serious stuff, guys. Now, obviously, they've reached out to HelloFresh for a statement about this. They say that they have suppliers that have assured them that their coconuts are not procured using monkeys or monkey slaves at all. Here's a quote from HelloFresh. HelloFresh strictly condemns any use of monkey labor 
in the supply chain. We take a hard position of not procuring from suppliers or selling any coconut products which have been found to use that monkey labor. The evil monkey labor. We have written confirmation from all of our suppliers, by the way, in the U.S. and globally. They do not engage in these monkey labor practices. We won't have it. We won't have the monkeys being maltreated like this. But yet Peter says they have some evidence. They claim that they got some photos from some of these coconut milk suppliers showing that the monkeys are chained on trash-strewn patches of dirt and flooded areas with car tires as their only shelter. My goodness. They want an investigation. They also claim that these monkeys were kidnapped from their families. How terrible. From their families in nature. They were dragged out of nature and put into a coconut tree, which is kind of like nature. (laughs) They say the species has been exploited by the coconut trade for years, and they are threatened and endangered, and they want something to be done about it. We have a quote from Tracy, who's PETA executive vice president. Tracy was probably responsible for that very important movement a couple years ago when she had those animals removed from the animal cracker box because those animals were in a cage on those cracker boxes. And she she was like, I got to get them out of that cage. We shouldn't ever see an image of an animal in a cage. How dare they put that on an animal cracker box? Great job, Tracy. You're making very positive change in the world. You're going to save us all from everything that's happening now. Here's a quote from her. The monkeys are chained around the neck and forced to toil day in and day out, all for HelloFresh and other companies that clearly lack a conscience. PETA is calling on everyone, including HelloFresh, to stop buying canned coconut milk from Thailand until monkeys are no longer used and abused for their profits. Now, in case you're wondering how big HelloFresh is, well, the company has 7.5 million active customers in the third quarter a three-month period in which the company netted more than $1.9 billion in revenue. So, big company. PETA, for years, has urged companies like this and people not to purchase any canned coconut milk products manufactured in Thailand due to these animal abuse claims. The group in 2020 obtained such a commitment from U.S. grocery brands, including Walgreens and Stop and Shop, so they did get some traction. Again, these are, according to the story that I have here, allegations... Only Um, you could send PETA a video of a monkey in a tree and say that that's monkey slave labor right there. Uh, So I think we need a little bit more concrete evidence than this. And uh, but if you, you know, are bothered by this, then don't buy your coconut milk from Thailand, I suppose. Uh, You know, that's what you could do as as a person who has some power over the situation for yourself and your own life. I don't know about convincing the rest of the world that monkeys are being used as slaves uh, without proper evidence. But this is what PETA does quite a bit of. Um, I think they have a lot of time on their hands and a big budget, so they, they get into these situations quite frequently. And at the end of the day, how do we even know that PETA isn't using animal slaves? Could be a thing. Could be using some hamster labor to tweet. We don't know. I think we need to look further into this matter. <laughs> Stupid. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. 
Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yay! A scuba diver was saved from drowning by three mermaids. Ooh, I'd love to be saved by some mermaids if I was in trouble in the ocean or a hot tub. Yeah. Three mermaids and me in a hot tub. I think that's a good way to spend the afternoon. Save me! Save me, ladies! Save me! A trio of mermaids apparently rescued a man from drowning. Drowning? Drowning. (laughs) I added a D. I don't know why. I'm a moron. Well, they saved this man after he lost consciousness towards the end of his scuba dive in California. His name is Pablo Avia. His son and a friend had chosen to scuba dive during a trip to Catalina Island, which is the southernmost island of California's Channel Islands. Um, Now, the day that they happened to be scuba diving fell on the second day of a mermaid training course at Casino Point, which is also located on Catalina Island. So there was a mermaid training course. I didn't know that existed. What are you training these mermaids for? Do they eventually become lifeguards? Or do they just go out to sea? Go bring joy to all the beaches all along the lands. (laughs) Mermaid training course. Fascinating. I think we need more information about the mermaid training course, really. Ella Jimenez, age 33, of Miami, a professional mermaid performer and a diver who has six years of experience, was teaching an advanced mermaid course certified by the Professional Association of of Diving Instructors, also known as PADI. As part of the course, you can take a mermaid course. (laughs) That's amazing. Wow. Can you take a Loch Ness Monster course too? I want to act like a Loch Ness Monster and never be seen. (laughs) Here's a quote from Jimenez, the mermaid leader. This was my first time teaching the course in California. That's it. So, lucky her. She gets to save a man who no doubt was completely surprised to be rescued by mermaids, I'd imagine. I would have assumed I was dead at that point. You know, Oh, is this heaven? <laughs> He's mermaid. Heaven's a bunch of mermaids. Oh, all right. That kind of makes sense. Uh, about mid- midday during her class, Jimenez heard someone shouting, Help! He blacked out. It was only a short distance away from where all the mermaids were training in the open water. That was when Jimenez and her students, mermaid-in-training Elena Marie Garcia, age 26, and mermaid-in-training Chin Berger, sprang into action to provide rescue, all while wearing their mermaid fins at the time. Uh, Garcia is from Avalon, California, and has a mermaid certification and scuba diving certification and works as a firefighter wow that's wild this woman's quite amazing uh they're giving some history of the other mermaids that were in the class i don't think we need that it says here a mermaid trio swam to pablo and his scuba companions helped them remove his heavy diving gear Uh, garcia said pablo was foaming at the mouth at the time she arrived and was unconscious So what did they do? She says, I gave him rescue breaths in the water. Wow, that means mouth to mouth, right? Imagine that. You just just come to and there's three mermaids with their mouth on you. Sounds like heaven. 
Uh, Garcia says, my training kicked in and I had the muscle memory I needed to get his scuba gear quickly and efficiently off. Oh, you got mermaids taking off your clothes. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, the other student helped remove the weights all while giving breath every five seconds. So this guy comes to and there's three lovely mermaids taking his clothes off and putting their mouths on him. It just sounds like a, an amazing way to wake up from a scuba diving event gone wrong, right? says here, amid the chaos, mermaid class photographer Darren snapped photos of the rescue and shared them. The images show the mermaid trio hoisting Pablo in his scuba tank gear near the surface. So the mermaid class even has a photographer. That sounds like a pretty good gig. Anything surrounding mermaids sounds like a good time. I'd love to do a comedy show for a bunch of mermaids. I'll be on a surfboard, and they can just be in the water all around me. Sounds like a lovely way to spend an afternoon, really. Uh, what else do we have here? Another quote from Jimenez. I think we were all meant for these roles in life, and that moment proved we were exactly where we needed to be. You know, when I think about it, it's really incredible to know that a group of mermaids can save someone in a pinch like this. Considering herself a lifelong mermaid, Garcia said she received scuba certification at the age of 14. She went on to become a springboard diver and a mermaiding hobbyist. I have always been drawn to the water. I officially started mermaiding with the tail about four years ago and found my passion all over again. It feels so surreal to have rescued Pablo like this. I feel so many emotions. I'm proud of the way that me and my mermaid crew handled the rescue. It was absolutely a team effort. I also feel a great sense of relief that Pablo survived, as I believe it's rare to come back from needing full CPR to breathing, talking, and smiling. The mermaid Garcia also added she now feels a very strong bond with the other mermaids. She says, I know we are all going to be friends forever. Wow. Mermaids are just tremendous people, huh? Where do you, where do you meet mermaids? Where do, do you have to take the course? Just like, like I, I never see them whenever I go to the ocean or to a community pool. I'm just wondering where you... <laughs> I want to meet some mermaids, man. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I've got the lovely bunch of coconuts, and they were not procured using monkey labor disclaimer disclaimer hi everybody this is your host jonesy your handy dandy trustworthy host why trustworthy because you know i'm gonna be here five days a week guys you know the deal that's right uh, for those of you who are new to the weird af news podcast we do weird news segments from all around the world monday through friday and on friday we only do weird news from florida that's right if you have a weird news article you would like to send me that's uh, fairly recent, please. I can't use those ones from 2014. I'm so sorry. Uh, my email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Or you can drop into my DMs. I'm not, not drop, slide. I think the kids are saying slide into the DMs. Yeah, that's more appropriate. You can slide an article into my DMs 
along with a hello, at Funny Jones. That's right. Super easy to remember, right? Uh, now, if you would like to support the podcast, I wish you would. I have a Patreon. It's uh, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Weird AF News. There's a link to it in the show notes. And there's a link to it on my official website, weirdafnews.com, which is um, somewhat of a primitive website, but it's good enough. And it's paid for by the Patreons and all the donors. So thank you guys for keeping my website running. These things aren't cheap to build and keep going, I found. You know, I, I can't make a website. I got to pay a guy. Come on now. What do you think? I am smart or something? I am definitely not. Uh, now I'm going to publish a phone call or two after this if you'd like to stick around. If you want to call the show and participate like that, because you've got something to say, you want to express yourself, it's uh, 646-450-2012. I hope to hear from you. Uh, I hope to get some love from you as well. Give me your love, all right? 